0: That is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see.
1: Relentless, remorseless, and pounded Cordell Star into submission. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast, brought to you with our friends at bookmakers.com and, of course, the tote.co.uk all the way through the National Hunt season. It's Friday, which means Dermo is here for a crack at the play spot. Dermo. Hello, Dino. How are you, buddy? Very good. Very good. Congratulations, by the way, with uh, Monty Star doing exactly what you said it would do on the tin uh, during the week. You must be very happy with, uh, you know, eyes on the festival and a, and a big price secured for an Albert Bartlett.
2: Yeah, 50 to 1 on him and 40 to 1 Shambhali kid, yeah. It's looking decent uh, that that piece of form where shambali kid beats monty star and interred that day as well that horse hemlock was going to go on and win quite easy as well uh, next time but fell so uh, sometimes dean you can stumble across decent form we don't know how strong it is just yet but still it's great two winning form so far um sometimes you can stumble across form like this and i do think that that it's uh, it's very decent
1: Hopefully, a few of our long-suffering Race Hour listeners have uh, followed you in there, and now have something to look forward to in a few weeks' time, uh, because you'll likely get a good run for your money there. Um delighted to say Jamie Benson is back. It is Friday, of course, Jamie, so we're going to go at this 250k pot at Ascot.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's 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 a lovely card as well. It's it's got nice placebo makeup, um, and we I'm finally seeing some uh, some field sizes across the board as well. So yeah, i no, looking forward to getting stuck into it. Hopefully, we go a shade better than we did last week um yep. but uh, it's another week and we move on and uh excited <laughs> to
1: so get at it <laughs> Yeah, I think that's that's enough said. Enough said. We're go- we're going to do much better this week because Dermot Nolan is back. That's what I'm going to yeah, hang my, my hat on. Um, it, yeah, it was, we
0: are back. definitely the problem though, Dino. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> With the, the the constants are causing the issue. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, a, a quick uh, tote update. Of course, scoop six rolled. I think so. We yep. like to have around 150k in the pot this week. Some of the races we're going to talk about uh, on the Ascot card. We'll also cover off a couple of the other ones from Haydock and Win Canton Jamie. So it's getting to you know playable sizes. I think. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, it's sort of about to get to that tipping point where, if it rolls a couple of weekends in a row, um, yeah, we could it could get quite tasty. Which is, you know, in February that's especially eye catching because if we get to the first day of Cheltenham with a bit of mm. bit of money in the pot, it, there's a scoop six every day of Cheltenham, and you can end up, um, you know, rolls very easily at Cheltenham. Um, but yeah. despite the fact that we always think of favourites winning. You know, that's the outlier rather than the, the norm. So we could see some pretty cool um numbers at Cheltenham if all things go well.
1: Yep. And uh the, the quick pick is available for those people that don't want to follow me and demo in. Oh, mate, just all fabs.
0: All fab lines. Oh, okay, yeah, fine. Job yeah, done. that's perfect, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, job done. Um, okay, and we're only a week out as well, uh, Jamie from the old Bobby Joe Chase day when the uh, betting tournaments are back. Of course, that's coming up at Fairiacs in in a week's time. But you have a race already uh, sponsored up this weekend.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, first of two, the se- the second being the Tote Fantasy Bobby Joe Chase, the headline, no less. But uh, yeah, no, we've got we've got our first ever fantasy sponsorship um, this Saturday at Gorin. Uh, it's the 252, the tote fancy handicap hurdle, uh, and it's a 20-runner, two and a half mile handicap hurdle with uh, the top rated off 127. So I, I have to say Ideal. it's absolutely magic. I cannot wait to get stuck into that.
1: Love it. Ideal. And of course, uh, you can you can get involved with the fancy this weekend, of course, including all that action. So that's going to be super. Yeah, it's a fun. So make- I'll be having another go at you.
0: Definitely, it's a fun makeup this Saturday as well. Because last Saturday it was a bit a tr- bit tricky with sort of uh three three uh five thousand guinea plus horses whereas this week there isn't a horse more expensive than three thousand seven fifty so you can you can spread your your chances around pretty evenly and um i'd say it's wide open uh wide open
1: yep yep blow your budget almost like picking a harland man i guess i do it every week and then yeah i mean
0: we'll get we'll get to picks but but um you know there are a few races with quite a few runners including that Goring race uh, which yeah. is 20, 20 runners. So if you pick the winner of that it's twenty four points. Plus if they win by more than length you get an extra three points. And then if you stable style the winner of that, one you're a judge, but two, you end up with sort of fifty four points uh, for one for one race. So there's there's lots of ways to go out like this Saturday. I'll stop banging on. Let's get into the play spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, just get just get it done. Let's have a go. All right, okay, look, Ascot is where the 250k guarantee is from the tote this weekend for the play spot. Uh, race one is the 120. I'm really looking forward to seeing Attica back on course. And uh, if anyone convinces me it shouldn't be in the place spot, I'm going to overrule you. Demo, you go first.
2: Uh, no, happy with that to be in there. Um, I also don't really like Persian Time as well. Uh, I thought that was a serious performance last time at Ascot. Uh, was was badly hampered and still absolutely flew home. And one going away in the end. I thought one in the shape of a very smart horse. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I'd be happy to go with both the Nicky
1: Henderson horses here. Okay, Nicky Henderson benefit, Jamie. Do we need to go deeper?
0: Yeah, I, I would I would be inclined to agree. Also, when, when looking at races like this, from, a, from an outright punting point of view, you'd always want to probably stay away from a short price uh, a short price novice running with a penalty. You just never quite know what the others have got up their sleeves. Um, mm. However, for play spot purposes, I'm happy to go with both of those who are carrying 11-10 with the penalty. So Persian time, absolutely. I look, look, look to win with a lot in the hand and Attica was battling and two and a half round that you say, is probably the shorter end of what he'll have and what he'll enjoy in time. But... Um, I'm happy to have them both on side, and just a word probably for each, uh, a small each way tickle on a horse called Townhill uh, of Tom yep. Lacey's. Um, they I know the, I know the owner, and they they bought a few horses this year, um, notably for it's the owner's uh, so the jockey Ben Sutton's dad. Um, so Ben's running a few of them, and he's a smart uh, seven pound claimant to look out for. Um, but yeah, they they, they like Townhill. They think he's a nice horse on the uh, on the up, um, and although he was a little bit disappointing. Last time he, he learned to load and it's just one to keep an eye out on. Um, if, he gets a, if he gets a low handicap mark, he'll certainly be capable of, of getting it done off it.
1: Nice, nice. That's Townhill for Tom Lacey. If you want to go deeper than the top two, uh, that could be your third pick. We're going to leave it out of this uh, pot, but we'll be keeping an eye on it for the future. The 150 at Ascot. Now it gets tricky, Jamie. I mean, there's four in here. You could put them all in. One of them is odds on. That's bold endeavour. What do we do? I'd say probably
0: look to go three of the four. I would. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is normally one where I, I put four in, but we, you know, we'd be on eight lines before we even blink. Then, and feasibly, mm-hmm. if Attica and Bolton Dev are both going, um, you know, we, we'd be we'd we'd have, uh, a, you know, seven eighths of our lines out, and you know, fifty percent plus of the pool will still be in. So I, you probably want to include. I would probably include uh, Kanondo Quetu. And JJ Riley as well as Bolden Endeavor, and hope that one of those two uh, causes a bit of a shock.
1: You could be treading on the toes of Dermo Nolan here because he he does like Oscar Lee. Demo,
0: uh, I do,
2: but you know what? He he's burst a few times now. Um, I I, I kind of you'd want a massive price and a handicap with him to be taking him so I'm very happy to leave him out and let him curse and kill me afterwards but uh, the front tree, I think makes an awful lot of sense here wouldn't be surprised if this was an okay bit of placing and handicapping in plain sight that they could be uh, preserving his mark for later on maybe in the season rather than this race mm,
1: yeah okay all right I, I'm totally fine with that I mean from a place point I'm not really trying to do too much there, and Oscar Elite is probably the one you leave out. Ugh, damn, leave, that horse has haunted you before. I'm gonna let I, mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. it's it, it's probably
0: not one for this, given that this is sort of our main place pot plan. But it is the sort of thing that I would I would quite often have a little maybe a, a second uh, place pot angle where where I get things like Attica and Bold Endeavour both out of the picture, um, mm. and in that case, you'd, you'd have the the other three um, and leave out Bold Endeavour. Is was yep. an interesting angle, so I wouldn't put people off doing that as well. But I think for our purposes, given this is you know our main stab at it, I think you you should we should still include Bold Endeavour because he should be clear of these.
1: All right, one, two, and three going in that gives us three in the second race. Now the two twenty five at Ascot is uh, the big handicap chase. There, this is an absolute belter. Um, tricky to solve though, Dermot.
2: Unbelievably tricky, um, like really, really tricky. The, the 15-year-old Regal Encore would be one now if, one, if I was on course that I would definitely be sticking uh, a small wind bet with the tote uh, just because of his, his track record around Ascot is unbelievable and, um, you know, he'd be one that mightn't be popped
1: into a... He probably drives himself to the race course at this stage, Literally,
2: literally, yeah. <laughs> I remember Ruby Waltz said about Hurricane Fly once that when he wasn't going around Leperstone, he just picked his head up one one part of the track to have a look around and realize where he was. And he picked a bit up again. Cause he knew exactly where, <laughs> how far it was to get home. And I'd say, uh, I'd say Regal Encore <laughs> yeah. is exactly the same as that. Um, I kind of, uh, I've been really torn on this race, but I just thought Revels Hill was one maybe with the most upside here. Um, has maybe been struggling for a small bit of form, but was a great run, two runs back, um, here at Ascot back on that exact mark, uh, Johnny Burke, absolutely flying for Harry Fry as well. So um, off a mark of 137 at 6-1, to I thought Revels Hill will be one that should be placing anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. It looks like the time is now for Revels Hill. I would have to agree with you. Probably wasn't going to be my pick in here, but I want to hear what Mr. Benson thinks before I go any further. (laughs) I mean, my my pick here is Phoenix Way.
0: Um, Okay. He won uh, an Ascot Handicap Chase over two mile four of this exact mark last year. Um, the, now he's not, he's now running over three miles, which as a 10 year old, I think is more up his street. Um, he he's run three times at Ascot. He's won twice. He clearly has an affinity for the track. He's well handicapped. He's, he's handicapped to win really, you'd say. And given his affinity for going right-handed versus left-handed, he's not, not worried about, uh, ruining a potential Shelton mark, you'd say. So I think he's all set to, to run massive. And for me, he, he'd be one of my better bets of the day.
1: Okay. I mean, the angle here could just be to go with the Harry Fry contingent, and something's going to something's going to hit the money, I think. Um the one I wanted to throw into the mix was uh, was Danny Cohen, who I've always been a big fan of. Never really hit the heights that supposedly were uh, in store for the horse, but it's now ten. And, I don't know. I, I I'm he's probably Tot- gonna back that. He's horse.
2: kind of the Tottenham race horses, isn't he? He just doesn't really get there yeah, ever. Kind of. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, everybody knows our support Spurs. This is not a season to be talking about them, though. You know, we just
2: look. You know, look, I'm, I'm a Leeds fan. Really I'm like throwing that. rocks here from 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 glass houses. To be fair, so sorry. It's, it's Ooh, all right, that's, I'm yeah. a Birmingham fan. I'm saying very
0: very quiet.
1: <laughs> there isn't even an, a, a horse in here that represents that club. Yeah. So we're in, yeah. Um, All right. Look, we'll take the Harry Fry contingent um, of Revels Hill and Phoenix Way in there, and uh, we should be okay. That gives us two more in the 225 at Ascot. Now, the three o'clock handicap hurdle. Um tough, but a few old friends in here from for me and demo. Um I, I know where I'm gonna go, but I mean people probably already know that we're gonna like Petite on air and fifty balls. So what does what does Jamie like?
2: Oh, I completely sake. agree with that, yeah. Yeah, no fuck They, I know, they, were, they yeah. were the two, yeah, so go on, move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Jesus, no, we're we we're, we're absolutely screwed here, lads, because I, I like fifty ball and petite on air. Um, hey, oh, no, fantastic, no, we're, no we're that's perfect. We're perfect. good news, yeah. Good news. <laughs> I mean, like, it's impossible to not think that 50 ball is well handicapped. And, yeah. You know, put it on there, you, you'd think is probably at the upper end of his handicapping scale. But but then again, you think back to him being considered a potential graded horse and one five one, and he's only five. And yeah, I don't know whether this is his day though. I'd, I'd, I'd like 50 ball more as a bet. Um, and the other yeah. I'd throw in for play purposes would be Hong Public, uh, who doesn't look to have a million stone in hand having won a couple of times this season, but is in rare form and is a horse on the improve, which is always a nice one to have on side in play spot purposes. But yeah, I think 50 ball might be one of my at bet- 50 ball Phoenix way, might be my two bets, the big bets that they ask it. So.
1: Yeah, I think I can see like 50 ball has to be a bet because you'd imagine they need a few pounds and yeah, this this should be all guns. Like this is the right track. Now who on? Uh, yeah, there's lots to like about it. And Petit On Air, I know you, you're suggesting maybe it's at the top end. You know, well, it's not that long since it came over to the UK and looked like it was going to be maybe a triumph horse. Then they went to Aintree instead um, and it didn't go well. But then I think all the runs this year have been fine, apart from what i at Kempton, which was just a disaster. I reckon they got a little bit up their sleeve. But is it the day? Don't know. That's the issue. Um, I'm happy to just go with Petit On Air and, and 50 ball and we take our chances there, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's do that for now. 3.35 at Ascot. Um, Shishkin's an app here, Demo. Uh,
2: no, no, he's not. Uh, <laughs> I would be, yeah. I would be, see, to be honest now, Dean, I'd be going the front three here, to be honest. I'd be covering it, but uh, if we had to go two, I would be going, uh, to be honest, I'd be going In fact, Fakir Dudaria. I think there's less of a bombing out chance with them two, but look. You love Shishkin. They have a
1: stone to find. They're they starting. do,
2: they do, they do. But you know, um, it's um, Shishkin has to prove that his four legs still work and the two don't, that's all.
1: Yeah, I hear
0: you. Jamie, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, do, I think Fakir is the most solid of the three at the front. So so he he should definitely come into the considerations for a play spot per. I mean, this could be one of the most ridiculous statements of all time, but was, was Shishkin ever really that good? I thought he ah, was... A,
1: come on.
0: I thought he was the second coming. <laughs> I love it. I thought he was the second coming, right? I, I stood on the lawn at Cheltenham, well, the lawn at R.O.P., the lawn uh, at yeah, lo- Cheltenham, and saw him tick from even money to 11 to 10. And I stand stood there and talked, said to my dad, I think that is one of the great bets in, in Cheltenham graded history. And then within 36 seconds, I looked like the biggest Pratt guy. Um, so I... I, I but... <sighs> You know, how good is that form an Nergamine? Has Nergamine really backed that up? Um, you know, he, he was nowhere behind Edwardstone in the, in the Tingle Creek. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. Admittedly, he absolutely dispatched Grenatine, but that was when Grenatine was a horse on the up. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a more mature, better horse now. I don't know. I don't know. It could, I basically, I'm trying to find a reason why it, he could be uh, an m basically, is what I'm trying to come to um yeah in which case that rating of 174 is wildly inflated
1: it's not high enough jamie that's what i'm telling <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. we're talking about an extraterrestrial uh horse here yeah best um, best horse in circle
0: just ask pat taff uh, yeah <laughs> but uh, uh yeah, yeah. No,
1: if this was my if this was my place spot yeah i'd be napping that because this is the big day for nikki yeah this wins wins a ryanair we can draw a line like fakadadari is is exactly what he says on the tin He's like, you know, 160 is okay. And mm. um, he's not extraterrestrial. But I'm totally overruled here because Dermot wants Pete Dore here, You want Fakir, Tedderi, and I want Shishkin. If we put three in here, this Pam's reaching, you know, triple yeah. Um. All right, look, so a harder race to solve after it, I think, maybe. So we do the 410 and come back.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. do that, yeah, Perfect.
1: All right. Okay, we can't agree. This is always going to happen at some point. Like, okay, four ten demo. You go first in the handicap hurdle because this is like five to two to field, but then it's six to one bar. Like, so good luck with these. It's so fury for the for the O'Neill pair of John Joe and John Joe Junior. Um, looks pretty solid. But I mean, I'm not telling anyone anything they don't know.
2: Yeah, this this race is is um, severely crazy. It's uh, unbelievably hard to pick apart um, the the form. Farm doesn't seem to really run into each other at all it's real low level stuff but the 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 one that i was kind of coming down here was yes no maybe so for tom Lacey here with 10 pound claim or Neal, neil just this, this horse is placing at a decent enough level 10 pounds off is absolutely huge here um i watched back the race that he's rode and he's actually looked all right as well to be fair to him um so at odds and uh you know uh a jockey that maybe won't attract too many people backing him in a play spot. I thought, yes, no, maybe. So, would be one for my place spot anyway. Dean. Especially claiming okay. ten pounds off.
1: Yeah, Benson might know something about this. Another Lacey runner, Jamie. Yeah, I don't
0: know. I don't know about this. This lad, to be fair, um, I, I would agree with Dermot. Though I like that. Um, I like the points he's made there, um, especially with the, with a ten pound claimer on. I mean, that's quite it's quite leery, but uh, you know, I, when, whenever is a claimer not value for their claim. Um, aren't they, aren't they always value? That's the rule. But <laughs> I've um, seen a few. <laughs> I've seen yeah, a few. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, my my pick that, that I'm I'm surprised is the he is is warranty for Gary Moore. Okay. another another claimer worth his claim, Caden Quinn. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, he's he's won two from from three starts this season and looks an improver. He was beaten by by Blenkinsop last time, and that looks strong form from Newbury. He was quite soft that day, you know. I think two miles seven, a step up two miles seven um, on good ground. We'll see, we'll see him to solid effect. And yeah, he's only a six-year-old. I know they thought, uh, Harry Whittington thought a lot of him when he had him in uh, in his yard early. Uh, he's got form with the staghorn from uh, from early days and yeah, on the flat. And he's just, I don't know, I thought he was a big price at sort of 12, 12 plus to one. Warranty, that okay. is great
1: yeah 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 warranty so yes no maybe so and warranty like you know i'd only be arguing to put it so a in, but like those two those two are fine what do we do then with the race before because we only need to get first two right we're not trying to find the winner and i kind of felt like we discussed it about who's going to win the race so we only need them to get into the places is is, is peak dohi and fakir Duderi one of them's going to finish second to shiskin is my opinion <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, as none of you like Shishkin, let's take the winner out of the equation. <laughs> I do you, like you Shishkin. Can, but
2: yeah, like, like, I just think he's the most propensity at the front tree to just blow up, doesn't he? Yeah, I
1: understand yeah. that. Yeah, that's all. So, yeah. yeah
2: now I'd be covering the other two. Yeah. Also.
0: also
1: okay. And Dean, I mean,
2: Dean, this takes you off the hook completely if it
0: goes wrong as well. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, yeah. You, you get to have a You get to have it hoist in your moment here when you when you get. To, <laughs>
1: Not at the same price, though. Yeah. Sadly, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, the, nice, uh, the nice, other, nice way,
1: nice segue that, Jamie, to get that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, now I'm I'm going to mention Jamie. it every week. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, one of the one of the other things we could do is just go with Asker in the first. um You know, I'm what, all for that. The, the, there are nine runners in that. You're getting place three. There's a few rags in there. um He he's top weight with a penalty. I think he and and racings he's clear of them. Um, I think that yeah,
1: is okay. Not the worst yeah, bet. No, I'm happy to go with that as well. Yeah. Does that bring us to 48 bets? One in the first, three in the second, two in the third. So we go one times three times two is six times two is twelve times two, 24 times two is
0: 48.
1: Yeah, that seems very manageable.
0: It's, be- Very it's because we're not far off it then becoming incredibly unmanageable, if you know what
2: mean. Yeah, that's true. we are we are um, incredibly on un- <laughs> that's what we should call the podcast, actually. <laughs>
1: incredibly unmanageable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I think we've we've um, we've been reasonably brave though in a couple of races, to be honest. So yeah. albeit you know we've we've probably got the first and the second covered, we are getting a bit sexy after that with the likes of Petit Tonnerre, 50 ball in one go, yes no, maybe a warranty in the last row with the Phoenix way. Yeah, okay. Yeah, probably. I love it. I love it. Also, also, it. also if we've established one thing it's that the
0: Oscar elite Shishkin double is an absolute nap.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cover
0: <call laughs> yeah, that, is... that. Definitely cover
2: that, listeners. Yeah,
0: 100%. <laughs> that is definitely going to be the, uh, the
2: talking <laughs> point. Yeah. yeah,
1: fair play. All right, super. All right, that's going to be up on Bookmakers.com uh, shortly after this podcast is aired. Um, so you'll be able to, to well, at least watch us in our doom or row in behind us. Um, we'll find out. What was the right idea? When we come back and talk about this next week, there are of course a few other races to um, talk about. A couple on the box and uh, part of the scoop six uh, triumphant. We've got the two forty at Haydock. Is that Grand National trial? Um, I thought this was worth a bet actually with a horse called Time to Get Up. John O'Neill, Kevin Brogan taken over off one three three handicappers thrown that into the into the mixer again I do think that'll run well uh, any fancies for the race demo you've got Bristol de May you've got Fontaine Collange. we've talked about a good few times on here good few horses in here great race
2: brilliant race and I think you are looking for a horse who's trying to win this um, so um, well obviously sorry yeah, that's, that would help. that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> Jesus that's a shocking statement what I mean <laughs> I
0: love it that's what where we've I mean, been wrong all these years
2: Sometimes in these trials, there's horses who are just out for the run, as opposed to, you know, I'd be going for like sort of Bristol De here, but the ground probably isn't isn't come to him. So on the grounds, paces, Dean. Um, Time to get up was absolutely brilliant. Was that a Midlands National he won?
1: Um, All the way back, yeah, it was. And Fingston is third in it as well last year, won it the year before on decent enough ground. Yeah, he was second
2: here last year to bristol Mai as well. Um,
1: Yeah, they were second and third, I think. There was a disqualification in that race, the Galloping Bear, if you remember.
2: That's it. And Galloping Bear did win, but was, uh, yeah. uh, Yeah. Coming back with the old Mo Farah juice in him. Uh, But um, (laughs) that's a joke for all the all the solicitors listening, um, oh, yeah. yeah um, a joke, a joke
0: I, with some basis in, yeah,
1: days. some basis. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't muddy it any further. Okay?
2: Yeah, uh, time, you, I agree completely on on time to get up. Yeah,
1: really? really? Okay, Jamie, what did you what did you like in there? I love time to get up as well, lads. What? Oh, brilliant! <laughs>
0: he's, he's five pounds lower than when he won the Midlands National. You know, yeah. uh, he he has handicapped handicaps go well. I think he just wanted a bit of uh, better ground, which he's going to get. Um, yep, and yeah, he's a massive price. Yeah, I mean, he did me the touch yeah. to end. He's I've got a soft spot. He did me the touch to end all touches when he snuck in for third last year because it got me the Trifector up, which paid uh, one thousand uh, two hundred pounds uh, <gasps> versus versus a four hundred pound tricast as well. Uh, always pump the tote on trifectas, but uh, yeah. So as much as his Midlands National will stick in everyone's memory, his third in the Midlands National is what sticks in mine. Uh, but
1: you'll now win the Grand National Trial at Haydock as well. Well, yeah, Love it, love it. He's uh, a spoiler alert. He's going up in my column on bookmakers.com tomorrow. Um, and uh, yeah, snaffle the early prices is what I would tell you. I do think it's got a good chance. All right, so we'll look at a podcast time charge. Time to get up. Yeah, yeah, podcast charge, 240 at Haydock, 350 at Haydock. I'd absolutely no view on this, although it is a competitive handicap chase. Did anyone fancy anything in this contest? Jamie, you go first
0: uh golden whiskey is an old friend of mine but um i'd say at 10 you were starting to wonder if he's got if if, uh, the day that he'll ever be off is gonna ever come Um,
1: after bold plan last week jamie anything in those colors i'm just not paying
0: attention to jeez yeah no you're right
1: no (laughs) bet fair enough demo
0: uh, this is an absolutely
2: rotten race. Uh, really, 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 <laughs> like from, 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 from top to bottom. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's, it's full of wankers. But the uh, it's
1: someone's day, Demo. It, will it be is, someone's and day. you know
2: who's actually a trainer who's who gets an awful lot from her per her her, um, her flock for the want of a better phrase. There is uh, Rebecca Menzies, um, and her horse um, High Moon is. This is a decent enough horse. Has been placing. Um, Every single run and but gets in here favourably enough. Nathan mosscroft's a good jockey. Um I think the ground will suit at 10 to 1 or so. He'd be my idea of the bet here. Um okay. but it's a very, very tough race. But I just think up and up a level, meaning that he's running off a lower weight here, he's been kind of hitting the hitting the goalpost a lot, like all like all of these. So I'd be going for high moon here, Dean.
1: There is a reason this race is in the scoop six. And I Think we've explained what it is, <laughs> yeah. that's why it's that's why it's tough, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. High moon for demo, and then yeah, me and Jamie are gonna sidestep. Um, okay, 425 at Haydock is a, a grade two Albert Bartlett job. Um, yeah, I was tempted by Lorcan Williams and Paul Nichols with making your mind up, um, and that's probably where I'd go, although. You Know this is what six seven to one in the field, and you can throw a blanket over pretty much all of them bar three. So, uh, Jamie, you may as well work that one out.
0: No, I mean, look, isn't the one that's incredibly well treated unless I'm looking at the wrong odds here? I can't understand why Saint Palais is currently 11 to one best price. Um, he's about 20 pounds clear of all of these. He's um, he's 150 rate 153 rated chaser, 145 yep. over hurdles. He's in receipt of. Um, not receiver. Wait, sorry. Um, his ears and receiver. weight from Scarface, but um, he's running off levels against horses that are at best rated ten pounds inferior, at worst to the twenty. Um,
1: I think. Yeah, explain it to me then. What what happened there? Was it because at the last day? I mean, it was th- awful. But
0: yeah, I mean, but but it was soft enough. Banger's is a quite a specific track. I, I never. Mm. I always like to forgive a bad run at banger. Um, and you know, yeah, it was it was awful, but it was too bad to be true. He's had a bit of time off since,
1: freshened up. Um, sure, it's a confidence boost there based on ratings. Like this would just be straightforward. I mean, um, it's yeah, just a, I, I I d- get a double it.
0: figure, a double figure odds. So he, he strikes me as a
1: massive price. Yeah, demo. This horse beat Jericho Rock.
0: Yeah,
2: I like him. I just, you know, what I think he's one of these horses that's just a better chaser than he is a hurdler. That's all. Sure. Um, Remember Alpha Beat won two Kerry Nationals and he was beaten off like 110 over hurdles in Ireland. Uh, yeah. Like the last time this lad ran over hurdles, I'm fairly, uh, yeah, no, I'm right in saying he was beaten the first last of 113 with Henry Bezic claiming five pounds. And then he's mm. just gone over fences and he's just taken off. Um, I just think he, he he's a much better chaser. I quite like passing well in this. Uh, this was a horse that long, long time race our listeners might remember. I put him, put him up for a bumper once, Dean for oh my God. Robert Tyner at, at 33 to 1 and he went off at 13 to 2 was travelling true like the winner. Uh, oh, I remember this. And the young yeah. jockey, the young jockey <laughs> uh, put him out over the railing. Um went for a gap that literally had no right to go for at all. Um literally 33 to 1 into 13 to 2, yeah, and he's he's going quite well now since being sold over to England for Jamie Snowden and That's uh right. passing well for me here. I think he's better in this market as well. And, um,
1: so they ran it in a grade one, like,
2: yeah, literally. And I just that bump performs quite good. And yeah, I think passing well at 17 to 2 is a good better then
1: Okay, well, I think we've thrown two good ones at the field there. Um, Saint Palais and passing well, fair play. Now, the Kingwell this year is a damp squid. You could pretty much say that about the Kingwell most years, the 312 at Wincanton. Um, but you do have some nice horses in here. This is like who's going to go to Cheltenham and finish third or fourth in a six runner championado Um I think that's fair Demme.
2: it is it is definitely um, I, I just think uh, like first street running here I just had he been yeah like had Sheldon been the sole purpose for Nicky Henderson which I always respect that it's not but imagine like he was second to state man a length and three quarters of a it's mark kind of 142 unlucky, yeah. like he just bumped into the wrong one there but had they maybe mm. hung on to that mark they're kind of could have been a little bit more but even the third behind marie's rock last time that's very very good form because she's going to go very close in a stairs hurdle as well so it's it's nope. uh, <laughs> it's um so <laughs> i do think first street is completely the right favorite i'm thrilled to see on a separate note brianie frost up in a big race she's her her lack of um mounts is is it's shocking yeah, lately very she's quiet, such yeah. a good jockey and it, it, it's just wrong really that uh, she's not up on more but anyway uh first street has got very strong form and i think he wins this team
1: yeah i think it's the right favorite yeah. i'm a bit I'm a, I'm a fan of napas hill and i like to move it and you know why not global citizen even at 11 that looks like a bit of sound placement pick a bit of prize money um it, it's not the easiest race to call. i think they're most probably right though first street is the is the right one there jamie you think
0: well i, I think first street is definitely the best horse in the race and yep. I just, I'm slightly scared that a mile seven furlongs around Wincanton might just catch him out. Like he was staying on at the county, he that he he won with at Newbury with good stamina. Uh, obviously the the um, the rail keels over two and a half, so I, I wonder whether he needs a strong staying two or two and a half. And mm. you know, Wincanton is a little dog track sometimes like this, especially when the ground is good, like it will be. And I wonder whether he might just get done for toe by by Nappers Hill, um, who's got course and distance form around there. Um, yep. be my own, would be my concern if I was betting him at short price odds. I'm happy to see him here, though. I don't really like the idea of him him getting into the county off uh, any sort of mark because all, all, all I care about in the county right now is getting getting Colonel Mustard there in one piece and writing mm-hmm. last year's wrongs uh, in receipt of £1 from a future champion hurdler. Honestly, what was going on there? But um, yeah, it was tight. But yeah, the the colonel goes and wins the county this year, lads. Twenty five to one. Love Get that.
1: <laughs> Love that. That's what we want. Um, and that would that would be super if it happened. And it could. Um, all right. Okay. Look, I think we covered off the weekend race. We obviously handled the two hundred and fifty k place pot uh, with the tote at Ascot. Uh, that pen will be up on bookmakers.com. Do you want to give me your like best bet of the uh, the weekend? I mean, there is some stuff at Punchestown on Sunday. You don't have to go through the races that we. Um, that we touched on there. Uh, Damo, you can, you can throw, you know, what, what's the main thing this weekend? Uh,
2: the main thing this weekend is uh, being alive and being happy, Dean, uh, because nice. <laughs> bar nice. uh, bar that, I won't be having massive, anything massive this weekend. The only one that kind of interested me was uh, in the 345 at Punches down on Sunday is yeah. uh, Coventry runs here. This is uh, gone to Gordon-Elliott from Paul Nolan. It's just been a little bit high in the handicaps, but it's still been running okay. But um, young Danny Gilligan, who I know nothing about, but he claims £7 here in, in a quite winnable handicap. Very valuable one, but quite winnable. Um, and him claiming £7 off there off Coventry, uh, 345 Sunday, a punch down. That's that's That'll be the one bet that I'm definitely placing at the moment anyway, dude.
1: All right, and of course, fifty ball and a time to get up done. Okay, now that we've done the, the done the podcast, chart. your tricks. Trixie? Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. All right, Coventry. Keep an eye on that in the three forty-five Sunday at Punchestown. Uh, Jamie,
0: uh, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll have my eyes firmly set on the two fifty-two at Goran on Saturday, uh, of course. And uh, the one I like in that so far is flying. I know there's probably still more more study for me to be that uh, for for me to do, but I like flying Scotsman for for little baby joseph um he was second last time out of Ferry house behind what's available a horse do you know that i know you quite like that landed a little do. little bit of a pump yeah yeah a little bit of a pump for mouse morris there and probably just got tapped for toe at, at leperstown um, at the drf that was over two miles two and a half licks his bag so i think that's really solid form and flying scotsman i think is a horse on the improve he's a gallo which never bodes all that well for for jumping um He's 86 on the flat. He's raced 1-2-3 over hurdles. I think he probably goes quite close. Tomorrow, also, if he's got aspirations of getting into any Cheltenham festivals, he'd need to be winning off 1-2-3. Um, yeah,
1: needs to strut his stuff there to get there, for sure. Exactly. Um, it didn't, I think Brian Hayes got a ride in there, Dermot, as well. That's yeah. up on bookmakers.com, and his column is riding Binks.
2: Binks, yeah. No, he he said that that horse um, should should step forward now down here in Camera Waters. And Brian also said that one of his best bets or his best chances of the weekend was Max Charm for Cullen Murphy um, at Goran Park tomorrow in the 4.02. Looks a distinguishably be- winnable um, beginner's chase. And this horse was winning for Brian last year and got up to a mark of a 137 over hurdles. So she'll be up to winning something like this over
1: fences. Nice. Okay, should, thanks very much for that.
0: The, sorry. Yes. Also, there were two other things I wanted to mention at Goran. Obviously, it's Red Mills Day. Um, and it's yeah. quite an interesting Red Mills chase. You've got on uh, Colleur as even money favourite with everyone thinking he might get supplemented for the Ryanair. And then a sort of Janadil on a recovery mission after a fall and a pulled up at the end of the last season, but previously was second to Alaho in the Ryanair, um, mm. who I think is quite an interesting horse. And my, one of my dark horses for the Gold Cup, capadano So if he, he, if he runs a sort of interesting staying on, uh, staying on to sort of the race for second or third, I can see him um coming in for a little bit of support in the in the gold cup market as
1: well so the three yeah he's going to be the hipster horse for the gold cup after this yeah come in here second or third run a nice race and everything points to to that one day in uh, exactly. uh Cheltenham. Exactly. yeah i think they'll all be over this yeah for um, sure that's fascinating uh red mills chase
0: yeah it's it's great looking forward to it obviously it's it's you know a little bit after the lord Mayor show given that the main event is a 252 the tote fantasy yeah. handicap hurdle but uh you know yeah you gotta let the little boys have a go um <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, and
0: just sorry the last last word I'd have on that card is um the there's a horse called Zanderbad who runs for Tony Martin in the just trying to find out what uh, race what time the race is but there's a juvenile hurdle um oh yeah I'll check and uh but, but, but I don't know why I can't find it anyway um, I'll I'll just make the case while oh, it's the first the 142 there we go um he needs he needs to learn to jump but Last time out, he was fourth fourth beaten nine lengths by Biker, who ran so eye-catchingly last weekend. He needs to run one more time to get into the uh, Boodles, which I I suspect has been the long-term plan. Um, He was a very smart horse for the Aga Khan back in in France. And I think he probably needs to win, or at least be second to get get in um, uh, uh, on the form we've seen so far. So I think he's going to go very close tomorrow.
1: Yep, Brian Cooper booked up for Zandabad in that 142 at Gorham Park. So, yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense. I'm going to leave you here on the podcast with just the final words about uh, Shishkin has a stone in hand, lads. 3.35 at Ascot uh, tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be all guns blazing. It's good to have the good man back. That's what we want. Uh, we'll join you uh, next week, Tuesday, of course, Race Hour will be back. And uh, and the lads will be back as well, potting away. The play spot will be up on bookmakers.com. You've been listening to the Race Hour brought to you, of course, with the tote.co.uk. Uh, good luck with the racing this weekend. Good luck as well to uh, Tote Fantasy players. Of course, that race is at Goren this weekend, first of two, because the Bobby Joe is not far away. You've been listening to The Race Hour, brought to you by bookmakers.co.uk,
0: your best bet for tips, news, and bookmaker reviews.